Hello, hello, hello. Who's swimming in the water in Miami today? Well, uh, I'm glad you asked because uh, it's time for another episode of the Big D Podcast. Before I bring in Alex to talk about his Miami Dolphins, please subscribe, like, and share the Spunky Spectrum Sports YouTube page. We can see not only this video, but all my videos. Sweet 16 still in the night, so check out my pics there. Also check out the Big D Podcast on Spotify and Apple. So as you can see by Alex's shirt, one of us is happy today. Oh no. Ah! <laughs> because oh. his Miami Dolphins have pulled have uh, added maybe the NFL's fastest wide receiver in uh Chiwick Hill. So joining us to talk about Cheetah and uh, his Miami Dolphins is uh, Alex. Alex, uh, have you Miami Dolphins gotten faster or what? Yeah, that's an understatement, Dylan. You know, it's a great day to be a Miami Dolphins fan. It's a great day in South Florida. It's a great week. Oh, my gosh. This is the happiest. This is the most excited I've been for Miami Dolphins football season in my entire life, Dylan. What? You know, what? I mean, what, when, when else would I have been more excited than going into this season? I mean, we finally seems like we've made some, some legitimate work on the offensive line. We've got one of the uh, top three top five at the very least receiver in the NFL to pair with Jalen Waddle. I mean, it's got to be the most explosive receiver room in the NFL. And I, sh- I don't even think it's really close. So uh, in case you were sleeping or celebrating your spring break yesterday, the Miami Dolphins acquired Tyree Kill from the Kansas City Chiefs for a 2022. Let me see if I got this right. First <laughs> rounder, 2022 yep. second rounder, a fourth rounder, and then 2023 fourth and sixth rounder. Does that sound about right? Did I miss it? I think you nailed it, Dylan. Five picks. Um, and you know, honestly. Oh, and by the way, Tyreek Hill also got a fat new contract. Yep. Which no will contract. make him, which will make him, I think, the highest paid non-quarterback in NFL history. You know. All of that sounds a little daunting, but at the end of the day, man, I think it's a great trade. I mean, it's great trade for the Kansas City Chiefs to be able to get five draft picks for a non-quarterback player is is a haul in itself. I mean, obviously, yes, you're losing one of the centerpieces of your offense. I mean, there's plenty of centerpieces of the Kansas City offense, but he was definitely a big name over there. But you're getting five picks. You're going to be able to really dominate you ideally if you're a Chiefs fan really be able to dominate the next two drafts coming up with all with the uh intel or or the income of picks you've received and then looking at the Miami Dolphins I mean that first round pick is practically a second rounder at the 29th overall spot the second round the second round pick I mean you really just got to look at the first two picks out of that the first and second round picks are the main value and then everything else is day three guys I mean Fourth round, you know, there's obviously you're going to be able to find some hits in the fourth round, but I don't necessarily trust the Miami Dolphins brass uh, super, uh, super wholeheartedly when it comes to the late, uh, late draft pick areas. So, I mean, you're giving a bunch of day three guys to the, to the Kansas City Chiefs and you're getting one of the most electric players in the, in the NFL. I think it's a good trade for both sides. Obviously, the Chiefs couldn't get a, uh, a long-term deal worked out with Tyreek Hill. It was time to move on. And man, when I saw Adam Schefter tweet, it was be- tweet that it was between the Miami Dolphins and the New York Jets. I knew Cheetah was coming to Miami, man. 
When I heard when I heard one of my friends at Jeff Blue Park yesterday say Tyreek Kill was coming to Miami, I'm like, you all kidding me. <laughs> and I mean, hearing what the Jets and Dolphins offered is it feels like night and day because the Jeff package didn't even compare to Miami. I mean, the Jets offered I'm trying to think what it was like. I know it was two, two second round picks. Uh, maybe I think a couple fourth rounders. They didn't even have a first round pick in there. And the Jets have two first round picks this year. One at number, I think number two. I think number number. I think number one in the top five, and then the yep. Seattle pick. But uh, be honest, the Dolphins stole Tyreek Hill. Absolutely. I think Kansas City. I think Kansas City panic and so you know what we we've got to get value from all of what Green Bay did for Devontae Adams. I feel like this is Devontae Adams just South Florida edition. Yeah. Uh, not but I feel like Tyreek Hill just adds an element of speed that you can't coach because because who can cover the fastest receiver in football? I mean there are ways you can cover Cooper Cup. Well sort of cover Cooper Cup, but yeah. you can't coach speed. No, nope. I mean, we all want me. I mean, nobody could outrun Usain Bolt for a better part of a decade, and right now, nobody can outrun Tyree Kill in the forty-yard dash. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 insane. It, it really is. And just touching back on on what you said, you think the Dolphins got uh, Tyree for a steal? I completely. I mean, the best part about that, what makes me the absolute happiest about that trade, is yes, we gave up a first-round pick, but it's this year's first-round pick. It's the 29th overall pick. You are not going to be able to draft a player even close, I'm sorry, than Tyreek Hill at the 29th pick. I just, I don't see it coming. I don't see it happening. And then as I saw you sticking two fingers up, the Miami Dolphins still have two first rounders next year. I mean, it's just the absolute dream scenario. You get an absolute monster to add to your already uh, improved and upgraded Miami Dolphins offense. And you just, and we're talking about speed. That's all you got to talk about. I mean, who are you going to cover? You've got you've got Tyreek Hill going deep or, or making a deep slant across the middle. You've got Jalen Waddle in the slot. You've got Raheem Mostert, Chase Edmonds out of the backfield. A name to watch this year, especially Lynn Bowden Jr. The man is going to have a breakout. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're also forgetting about Cedric Wilson. I, that was the next name coming out of my mouth. A man who was buried in the Dallas Cowboys receiver depth chart, which honestly, the way it's looking right now, might get a little buried in this Miami Dolphins depth chart too at the end of the day. But, you know, he's still definitely a nice a, a nice piece. He, uh, he had some flashes for the Cowboys when he was able to get the targets, when he was able to get the looks. I love what Mike McDaniel, Chris Green, and the Miami Dolphins are doing with this offense. It's, it's going to – I mean – I'm just so excited after watching what Mike McDaniel did with Debo Samuel to see what he can do with Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. I mean, just the, the, the end arounds, the options, the creative just ways Mike McDaniel has always been preaching since the day he got hired as the dolphins. My mission is to get the ball into the hands of the players who can make something happen with the ball in their hands. And we bring in Tyreek Hill. It's just, I mean, 
the the one thing that everyone's saying is, oh, Tua can't throw the deep ball. Why are you going to sign a deep ball? Why are you going to trade for a deep ball specialist when Tua can't throw the deep ball? First of all, that's a lie. Tua can throw the ball deep. We've seen it before. The problem, the biggest problem is he didn't have the offensive line to be able to get him the, the time to throw the ball deep. We signed the best offensive lineman in free agency. We bring in another offensive lineman from the Dallas Cowboys, who other than his penalty problems was a very solid offensive lineman. You've got, I mean, it, and also Tyreek Hill doesn't have to go deep to be a dominating uh, player on the offense. You just get the ball in his hands and let him make some magic. It's, I told you, Dylan, I, this is the most excited I've been as a Dolphins fan my entire life. And it's just, just thinking about the possibilities with the create, with the creativity that Mike McDaniel has having an offensive minded head coach, you know, I, I, it was blowing my mind when I saw all these people just completely writing Miami off after firing Brian Flores. And I just did not see the love for Brian Flores that everyone else in the league did. Yes, he made that defense look great. Yes, he had three winning seasons. Did he win a playoff game? Did he make it to the playoff games? No. I mean, it's Brian Flores was not as great of a head coach as everyone says he was. And honestly, it, it was time to help Tua. It was time for my, for a coach like Mike McDaniel, a creative offensive guy to be able to make this offense work. We kept the defensive coaching staff. We kept almost every single one of our defensive starters from last season, bringing Emmanuel Ogba back on a monster deal, keeping the secondary intact, keeping the defensive line intact, re-signing uh, Landon Roberts and Brendan Scarlett in the linebacker core. I mean, it's I'm, I'm sorry for rambling, but it's just everything looks like it's finally pointing in the right direction for the Miami Dolphins. And I couldn't be happier about it. By the way, you know, I like stats. How about these stats for you? Tua, well, Tua threw out the, the third on average, the third quickest release last year. And you know who will two of the top four wide receivers in terms of catches within two yards, uh, two seconds of the snap. Jalen Waddle's got to be one of them. Yes. Is Tyreek Hill the other one? Yes. It's music to my ears, Dylan. It's absolutely music to my ears. And we all saw what uh, McDaniel did with uh, Debo Samuel, with George Kittle in San Francisco. Lord knows what he's going to do with Jalen Water and Tyreek Hill because if the NFL create a four by one hundred meter team, the Dolphins might have two of them. And that doesn't even and you're missing a guy. We're missing two people that we're not even talking about. One, speaking of speed, Raheem Mostert, I, I believe, clocked the fastest on field speed of the season either last year or the year before. Twenty one so, miles an hour. Yeah, I mean, you talk about speed, we're thinking about Jalen Water. you think about Tyreek Hill, we've got a running back in the backfield that's one of the fastest in the league as well. It, I mean, it's I feel bad for the defensive hamstrings that are going up against the Miami Dolphins this season. And you mentioned George Kittle, a name we haven't mentioned once on this podcast, Mike Gesicki getting the franchise tag. I mean, all the toys that Mike McDaniel has to play with this season, it's it's it, sh it, it should be nothing short of electric. It should be, I mean, i tell you what, this is the only one. Oh, <laughs> all right. So leading where I was going with this, I'll, 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 put, I'll place the floor on you, Dylan, is what does this mean for Tua Tungavailoa? Well, uh, I'm not sure there'd be many quarterbacks. I'm not sure there'd be a quarterback outside Russell Wilson facing the pressure that Tua faces here because – 
the Miami Dolphins have gone all in for two. They've traded draft picks, signed Tyree Kill to a fat contract, kept Mike Kosicki, added Cedric Wilson, added running backs, added a great left tackle from the Saints. If Tua, talk, if Tua does not play well this year, he's done. He's done. Absolutely. Done. I 100% and two, agree. And in two ones next year, Miami could get in the Bryce Young, CJ Stroud sweepstakes. Absolutely. There's too much talent on this Miami Dolphins team. And all these guys, Tron Armstead, five-year contract. Tyree Kill is now on a four-year contract. I mean, uh, Gasicki uh, uh, signed the tag. You know, obviously, he's got that, that's a one-year option for him. Can we do we have enough salary cap? You know, because two is still on a rookie contract. Do we still um do we have enough salary cap after the season to bring Mike Gasicki back? I mean, you hope so, but with all of these, with all of these four or five-year deals, this is the window. This is the opportunity for the Miami Dolphins to make a run for it. And if Tua does not step up, if Tua does not utilize the weapons that Chris Greer has given him and utilize the offense that Mike McDaniel will build for him. And, and with him in mind, you, you absolutely nailed it. He's done. I give two. This is, I mean, you, you, you want your quarterback to have no excuses. He had the injury. We had a terrible offensive line. We had subpar weapons. Obviously, bringing Jalen Waddle was a huge help for him. But overall, subpar weapons. He's got the weapons. He's got the offensive-minded coach who's going to believe in him, who's going to build a program for him. This is the time for Tua. If he can't do it with all of these things that Chris Greer has put in his in his circle, you have to move on. You have to find the quarterback that can do it because there's too much talent on this Miami Dolphins team to let it go to waste with subpar quarterback play. This is the time. This is the time that Miami Dolphins take that step forward. You make the playoffs, but you don't know with this talent on this team, playoffs is not good enough. We, I mean, it's crazy saying that as a Miami Dolphins fan, but Miami Dolphins need to win a playoff game. The Miami Dolphins need to get the to get to the AFC Championship game. Maybe not this season, but within the next three seasons, if the Miami Dolphins are not in the AFC Championship game, there's something going wrong because the amount of talent on this team, there's, it's, I honestly, in my heart of hearts, believe this is one of the most talented teams in the NFC. I, I mean, in the NFL. So, uh, with all these additions to the offensive side, where would you rank to in the quarterback rankings? You know, it's such a tough question because, you know, he's shown glimpses. He's shown the promise. He's shown the ability to be able to step up and, 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 take, and win football games for this team because that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. Does he have to have a perfect quarterback rating? Does he have to throw for 350 yards? Does he have to have – four touchdowns in a game no do we want him to be doing all those things yes of course but he has to win football games and that I and and that is the one thing that is the one thing that Tua has really at the very end of the day that's the one thing you can say about Tua is he has been winning football games it hasn't been the prettiest it hasn't been necessarily the best when it comes to stats he'll always have he's always had those those one or two bad interceptions that he throws in a game but immediately after those interceptions he comes back and drives the dolphins down for a touchdown almost every single time he's just got to limit those mistakes he's got to play smarter and with this offense that Mike McDaniel's going to build for him it's it really I mean, where do I see him in the rankings? Honestly, Dylan, I can't even put a number on it. He could with the amount of, with the additions this year, he has top 10 potential, top eight potential, top six potential. 
but there's also the possibility the possibility that he just can't get it right and he is the top 20 22 quarterback in the nfl it's it's honestly a wide range it's a little scary but the ceiling is high and the floor is a little lower than i wish it would be you might think i'm crazy even with these moves top two is no better than the than an average quarterback is Tua better than any quarterback in the AMC West right now? No. Is he better than any quarterback in the AFC North right now? Assuming Deshaun Watson plays the whole year. No. Is, right he, better, is he better than Ryan Tannehill? You would probably say yes, but probably not. It's a toss-up. Is he better than Matt Ryan? Probably not. Probably is he not. better than Trevor Lawrence? Yes. We'll see. Yes. Yes. At right now, we're saying this is where we're talking. You've said right now. Right now. Is he better than Kyler Murray? No. Is he no. better than Matt Stafford? No. no. Is he better than Aaron Rodgers? No. Better than Dak? No. I just named 14, 15 quarterbacks. Yeah. And that's right now. I mean, and, and I will completely agree with you right now. Right now, he has done nothing other than some glimpses here and there for me to even put him in the same category as those guys. But obviously, I mean, we all know that the situation with Brian Flores was not healthy for Tua, was not in his best interest as far as the quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. And that is over with now. And, and right now I, I 100% agree with you. He's not better than the majority of those quarterbacks you just said, but right now and in September and October and November and de- December, it might be a very a, a completely different story. There's no way to tell. I mean, this is I mean, this is the season that we find out what Tua is. I mean, there, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. There's no excuses. Everything is on the line for Tua to step up and take control and show this franchise that he is the man to lead them in the future. And if he can't get it done, it's time to move on because as Miami Dolphins fans, we've been waiting for a quarterback for long enough. We can't have another Ryan Tannehill where we give him seven or eight years and, and give him excuse after excuse. There's no excuses this year. I'm sorry. It's, it's do or die for Tua Tungvaloa. I hope he does it. I have all the faith in the world that he will, but this is a shot. Um, we want to move on. I mean, let's, so we've talked about Miami a lot, you know, but there's two, you know, it's a trade. It's not a free agency signing. So there's always two teams that come to mind when, uh, when you've got an NFL trade, I want to hear what you think this means for Kansas city. Where do they go from this? Because honestly that AFC West has gotten better and better and better. All three teams have st- all three other teams in the Kansas city chiefs have completely stepped it up in free agency. What does this leave Kansas city looking at in the AFC West and in the NFL in general? Well, for once, the Kansas City Chiefs have got a ton of draft picks. They've got yeah. Kansas City's got 12 picks, including two first and two second rounders this year. I look at what the Kansas City Chiefs have at the disposal, very similar to Minnesota after trying Stefan Diggs a couple of years ago. Because can the Chiefs find, if not a clone, the tire kill, uh, another game not a big time wide receiver because remember what the Vikings did with one of their first round with that Stefan Diggs pick they drafted Justin Jefferson who's been okay the last his first couple years pretty decent the Chiefs can find 
that Justin Jefferson or one of these late first rounders, you know, whether it be a Depot Samuel, a T. Higgins, Michael Pittman, Kansas City's fine because yeah. you've got Patrick Mahomes, you got Travis Kelsey, you've got Andy Reid with a much improved offense line. The Chiefs are fine. But if the Chiefs can't find that wide receiver, I don't think the Chiefs can beat L.A. or Denver, maybe Las Vegas, but I don't think the Chiefs can beat L.A., Denver, or certainly Buffalo without a number one receiver. Yeah, no, you, you nailed it on the head because the big thing about the Kansas City Chiefs is they, they need that receiver that'll scare you. Tyreek Hill scared defenses. And what that did was that opens up the middle of the field for Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey scares defenses. If they cover the middle and take away Travis Kelsey, you've got Tyreek Hill on the outside. It, it, they need a guy that can scare defenses because without it, they're going to lock down on, on Travis Kelsey. And then what you're throwing the ball to, to Michael Hardman, to Bryson Pringle. I mean, it's those guys aren't scaring defenses the way Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey do, but you need the two of them. That's why the Kansas City Chiefs were so dominant, because they've got two monsters. You can't take away both of them. You have to leave one. And that's where the Kansas City Chiefs completely tore apart teams. I mean, you saw it in the playoffs when Travis Kelsey had that that play up the seam to be able to get them in field goal position. I mean, it's just you can't. When you've got two superstars like that, there's no way a defense can lock down both of them. And they need that guy to scare defenses to be able to leave one of those guys open. And if they don't do that, like you said, if they don't get another big time receiver that that will make defenses nervous, that'll make you have to think about them. I'd be worried if I'm a Kansas City Chiefs fan going into this season. Yep. So here's an interesting one. It seems like there have been more trades than ever. I mean, it feels more like NHL or the NBA with all these trades. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a prominent wide receiver in the great Northwest who just lost his quarterback. I'm just saying, would it be crazy if the Kansas City Chiefs called John Stein and Pete Carroll and said, uh, what do you want for DK Metcalf? Yeah. No, absolutely. I, I 100% see it. You know, honestly, when that trade, when that Russell Wilson trade happened, I was looking at Miami saying, why, why not DK Metcalf? Because he's a stud receiver. He's a receiver that scares defenses. I think the Kansas City Chiefs need to do whatever it takes to be able to get some, someone like DK. Or, I mean, Tyler Lockett isn't necessarily, I think, the guy you want. But, um, you know, DK Metcalf. And, you know, we, we haven't mentioned, you know, I do think one guy – we, um, the Kansas City Chiefs did bring in Juju Smith-Schuster. Obviously, DJ Sh- uh, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster uh, had hit a bit of decline over the last couple seasons, but Ben Roethlisberger had a had a decline over the last couple seasons. I mean, it's the last last one or two seasons of his career. Obviously, he's not at the ability that he was in his heyday. Juju Smith-Schuster is a decent little slot guy. Where did Tyreek Hill play in the slot? Patrick Mahomes can utilize Juju. And I think that Juju will, will have a, a much better season. I think he's a fantasy sleeper this year. I think he's a guy I'm targeting, targeting in mid rounds in fantasy. Um, obviously it does depend if, if Kansas city does bring in another big, big name guy like DK Metcalf or any other receiver that might be looking to um, make a move. But, you know, I think, I do think I, you know, he slipped my mind for a little bit, but I do think J- Juju can make some noise in that Kansas city offense. 
You're only saying that because you follow Juju on TikTok. <laughs> Not quite. I just think I just think it seems like an ideal fit. I mean, they brought in Juju before before Tyreek Hill had had been gone, and it's kind of seemed like an interesting move because they seem like they're almost obviously Juju doesn't have the speed that Tyreek Hill, Hill has. He's not necessarily the downfield threat, but he's still that slot guy who can really make some plays happen across the middle or on a on a on a dig or anything like that. So now that Tyreek's Hill, I mean, you've got to think that he's going to get a lot of those uh, receptions that would have been going to Tyreek Hill. Just some, just a little bit of logic coming out, but you know. And then again, I mean, with two first round picks this year, the Chiefs could draft, could conceivably trade for a DK Metcalf or somebody, and then yeah. still draft a wide receiver because seemingly teams are having more wide receivers. I mean, look at the Rams. They've got Cooper Cobb, sign Allen Robinson. I've got Van Jefferson and potentially the Beckham back in the fold. So, You've got to have – and the Bucks two years ago with uh, Brady, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Antonio Brown when he kept his head on straight. Yeah. Plus Gronk at the tight end position. Because uh, this Chiefs team is not winning a Super Bowl with Travis Kelsey and a bunch of Panther misfits. No, absolutely not. I mean, he – you know, we he had the opportunity to try and do it with Tyree kill this season. And he couldn't get it done. So, I mean, lost to the Bengals. who haven't been to the playoff who haven't won a playoff game in 31 years. So it even one of all lifetimes. Yeah, exactly. So the Kansas city chiefs, you know, they definitely haven't gotten better uh, in the last couple of weeks, especially since free agency started, but it's still a long off season. We've got plenty of time until August, September, when the games start rolling in so that they've got time to make a move. They've got plenty of draft picks, like you said, to be able to make a move. Or, or hopefully hit the hit the draft lottery and be able to pull, bring someone in uh, from the college ranks. But you know, it's they've got some work to do, especially with the way that the rest of the AFC West has completely rebuilt. I mean, I mean, at this rate, Kansas City Chiefs might have more first round picks than the rest of the division put together. Then, then the rest of the division has got picks in total combined. Yeah. And down in South Beach, uh, Chris Green and the Miami Dolphins need to bring a lot of snacks to that draft room because uh, they might be. There's going to be a lot of sitting and watching. I have a feeling in uh, uh, this time next month. But you never yeah, know. It'd, I mean, it'd be like the one year that like the Texans didn't pick until like the seventies because they gave half, they gave all their picks to Miami. Mm-hmm, absolutely, and I have to give one big shout out really quick to possibly the biggest contributor to the Miami Dolphins success shout out to Laramie Tunsil because it it is just that I'll tell you what Dylan that that um uh uh, gas mask bong that heat that and that picture that uh released right before the draft was the greatest thing to happen to Miami Dolphins in the history of the franchise I mean the fact that he was able to fall to Miami and it I think I believe in the 10, somewhere in the 10 to 13 range. I can't remember exactly when we drafted him. And then the amount of picks and what we've turned those picks into from that Laramie Tunsil trade has been the gift that just, it seemingly just keeps on giving. I mean, shout out to Laramie Tunsil. He's a secret agent and everything that has come from that Laramie Tunsil trade has, has developed into what we're seeing the Miami Dolphins as today. So big well, shout my, out to Laramie Tunsil. Well, if Miami had just been at three last year, you could have drafted Jamal Chase and not needed two X, not needed 
to trade five draft picks for Tyreek Hill. You would have gotten your own cheating. You know, you're right, but then we don't have Jalen Waddle at the at the end of the day. I mean, you got to think if we take Jamar Chase last year, we're sitting with Jamar Chase, Devontae Parker, and we're not we're probably not going to trade for for uh, uh, Tyreek Hill this season if that happens. So because we get the extra first round pick, and now we're looking at a receiver room with Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. I mean, the jury's out on Devontae Parker. Is he going to come back? Is he going to be healthy? I mean, I never, I never, are we going to trade him? I've heard, I've heard rumblings that the Dolphins aren't done either. I don't know exactly how much weight there is to that, but I have heard a little bit of stuff on Twitter that the Dolphins might not necessarily be done. So I'm not sure. Uh, I've heard JC Shredder get uh, thrown around. Uh, a lot in the Miami Dolphins circle, another offensive lineman, which would be because, I mean, the left side is seemingly fixed, but obviously Tua being a left-handed quarterback, the right side could use a little bit more fixing. So um, I wanted to, I definitely wouldn't mind either another center addition or a right tackle to get to bring into the mix as well. But, you know, there's still plenty of time. There's, it can't really complain as a Dolphins fan. It's just the, the rumblings I've been hearing. It sounds like Miami Dolphins might not possibly be, be be done but we'll have to see on that front haven't you guys made enough signings on trades <laughs> i mean i don't know man chris greer he can he can keep working as long as um as long as i mean we released jesse davis today who's the biggest bum on our offensive line last season i mean it's just everything is working out i i have full faith in chris greer a lot of dolphins fans are calling for his head those those calls have definitely been uh, deafened down to nothing because Chris Greer is having a masterclass offseason. Yeah, so thanks for hopping on, Alex. Uh, hopefully, you Dolphins uh, can get back to the playoffs and maybe you'll win a playoff game for the first time in uh, forever, right? Over 20 years, it, yeah. How long has it been since Miami won its last playoff game? I think it was... 2000, I'm pretty sure. I think it was that AFC wildcard game against the Colts. I, that sounds right. Um, I, yep, the year 2000, I nailed it. Uh, against the Colts before losing to the Raiders. Dave wants that. Trying to think, who would have been the Dolphin quarterback that day? Was it, was that, that was probably Jay Fiedler. I was thinking that because Marino was gone, but yeah, was it that was than... probably Jay Fiedler again against some guy you might have heard of, Peyton Manning. Yeah, you know, um, if, that only guy. Mike, if only Mike Vanderjack could have kicked a meaningful uh, field goal, right? Because Colt fans are probably still booing him for that shake against Pittsburgh. <laughs> It was Jay Fiedler. Uh, Lamar Smith at the running back position had a great game. O.J. McDuffie. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Back in the Sam Madison, uh, Pat Sertan days, who are back as as defensive coaches for the Dolphins. We brought in Wes Welker, uh, a reunion there with Wes Welker, coach in the receiver room. You mean Miami Dolphin old-timers are going to win this year. It's it's just bringing back the early the early magic and, and hoping that it, it can all come together. But I think so. You might as well bring back Jason Taylor and have him be the pass rusher coach. 
Hey, he, he'll turn Jalen Phillips into a monster. I'm 100% on board <laughs> with that. We just All we need is to get Zach Thomas into the Hall of Fame, and we can bring him on to coach linebackers. We'll just have a big old reunion. Hey, I mean, Tony Vaselli got in the Hall of Fame this year. Maybe Zach Thomas next year. Uh, you know, that's highway robbery, but we don't have to talk about that. But Yeah, so thanks for having on, Alex, and uh, we'll talk soon. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Dylan. Finn's all the way up.